Are you ready to take your business to the next level? Every day, there are countless books and articles that are published offering the key on how to make your business a success. It's easy to feel overwhelmed trying to keep up and run your business. That's why Deb Creer created the Business Power Hour. Keep up on the latest trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. Let the Business Power Hour do the heavy work for you. Good morning, good morning. I am Deb Creer, and I am passionate about giving professionals the tools that they need to make themselves and their businesses as successful as possible. And I'm so excited today because we've been doing this a long time. I mean, this is program 821. And yeah, a long time. Holy schmoly. And I'm talking to my guest about something I have zero knowledge about. So I love those type of programs because I always learn and it's so much fun. And so please join me in welcoming Ben Knigendorf to our program today. Welcome, Ben. How are you doing today? I'm doing awesome. Thanks for having me. That's quite the intro. Great, great. Well, speaking of intros, let me tell people a little bit about you and then we'll, we will jump into this. So Ben Knegendorf is the co-founder of Dropship Breakthrough, where they teach people just like you and me how to start an e-commerce business in the next 30 days. Now, Ben, I got to tell you, that's the shortest bio anybody has ever sent me. (laughs) And I've had some that were a page long, at least. But what I love about that is that it gives us even more time to find out about you. And I always like to find out from my guests how they got into what they're doing today and how they discovered that this is your passion in life. So tell us more. Yeah, I, I wanted to keep it short and sweet and kind of give a power statement, right? Like uh, mm-hmm. if you hear that you can start a real business in less than 30 days for less 30 than $500. Days. Holy cow. Mm-hmm. And for less than $500, right. uh, you know, that's a big deal. Mm-hmm. So um, I want to make sure I back that up. But you're right. You know, understanding where someone started is is helpful in understanding how to meet someone where they're at, right? So mm-hmm. listeners might hopefully uh, relate to this or, or maybe they don't. I'm not sure. I came from a different place. I didn't come from corporate America, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, in uh, 2014-ish, mm-hmm. uh, I was working at a Walmart distribution center. Mm-hmm. I had been there for eight, nine years, driving mm-hmm. forklift, throwing heavy boxes, driving yard truck, mm-hmm. really doing every job in the building. Right. And uh, the building had only been around 15 years. So mm-hmm. first shift was kind of the holy grail. Mm-hmm. And after seven, eight years of being there, I finally made it to first shift. Oh, and mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I thought, right? I walk in uh, and everyone was dead inside. Just they, they all looked miserable. And I was like, wait a minute, I'm 29. I've made it to first shift. Uh, mm-hmm. I've, you know, quote unquote, made it. Maybe I'll become a coach because we're all mm-hmm. a team there. Mm-hmm. Um, but no one was happy. And I sure as hell was not happy either. And so uh, I, I took a note. I took a bathroom break uh, that day and took a little note on my phone that just said, I, I have to get out of here. I have to begin mm-hmm. setting goals, make a plan, mm-hmm. get out of here. This is not clearly not my future. Uh, and that's kind of where it all began of me, you know, realizing there had to be something and writing it down made it real yeah i still have the note on my phone like uh, i I keep it there i reference it often it's on my website it's something that that means a lot to me it was a Mm -hmm. you know a pivot point in my life and Mm -hmm. and deciding to go explore i didn't know what i was going to find i had no idea what i was going to do but i knew it wasn't what i was currently doing Mm -hmm. i love it so did you immediately get into drop shipping or what happened between you know when you told walmart bye-bye and where you are now yeah, so I wish it was like, you know, goodbye, right? It was it was a mental goodbye. End one one day, one start one the next day. Woo! Yeah, <laughs> it was a mental goodbye for sure. Uh, but I still need to work there to pay my bills, right? Uh, so I, I 
didn't really know what to do. Uh, in the past, I had started like a clothing line. Don't ever start a clothing line. That didn't work out very well. Um, and I really hadn't done anything else. And mm-hmm. my dad was working at a warehouse and my mom was a CNA at the time. And wouldn't mm-hmm. you know it, I was working at a warehouse and my wife was a CNA, right? I was mm-hmm. living up to the bar that um, right. was set for me right. as a child. Right. And so I didn't really know where to go, but mm-hmm. I knew some friends who were flipping things on eBay, which is, mm-hmm. you know, either go to garage sales or go to a clearance aisle, mm-hmm. find some things that are underpriced, put them on eBay or Amazon, right. list them for more, and mm-hmm. there's arbitrage to be had there. Mm-hmm. So I started doing that. I mm-hmm. went to some garage sales in my little town and some little towns surrounding me, and you know, I made a few bucks. It wasn't mm-hmm. difficult by any means, and you can mm-hmm. make easily a couple hundred dollars a week if you want to, mm-hmm. uh, but I knew that wasn't scalable. I knew that wasn't something I could continue doing forever. Right. And so- I And at some searching. point, your family was going to say, we need to eat. <laughs> yeah. Well, again, I was still working full time. So I was actually like $40,000 in consumer debt at the time with my wife. We had Mm -hmm. made a lot of poor decisions. Mm -hmm. And so I needed to keep working this job Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, trying to make a side hustle work. Mm -hmm. But I knew that, again, this wasn't going to be scalable. This wasn't something I could continue to do forever. And so Mm -hmm. I just kept, you know, listening to as many podcasts as I could. And Mm -hmm. somewhere in there, I stumbled across the business model that I now teach, Mm -hmm. high ticket drop shipping. Mm -hmm. Um, And once I understood the ins and outs of it, which I'm happy to break down for you throughout mm-hmm. this show. Uh, I understood that it was a real business that I was building something mm-hmm. sellable. I think when somebody compared it to Wayfair and they were like, this is what Wayfair used to be. They had a hundred stores and then they combined into one store called mm-hmm. Wayfair. I was like, Oh, this makes sense. And this mm-hmm. is sellable and you can sell it for a multiple mm-hmm. and there's profit to be made and there's credit card rewards. So I could fly mm-hmm. and travel all I wanted to. Right. And so it was very appealing to me. Mm-hmm. And you know, of course, rather than jump right in, I spent way too long analyzing this and having analysis paralysis. Mm-hmm. And uh, the course creator that I found uh, raised his prices. I thought it was a marketing gimmick. I was still trying to learn, but he mm-hmm. actually raised his prices. And shortly after that, he ran a sale, which was uh, just under a thousand dollars. And a magic credit card showed up when you're forty thousand in debt. You don't get many credit cards, and when you do, they have like a thirty percent APR and a one thousand mm-hmm. dollar credit limit. Well, one right. showed up that day, and, and you uh, went oh, okay. I looked at my wife and I said, I need to take this chance. And if I fail, I'll go back to school. I've always been pretty smart. I've just never really tried in life. And uh, I said, I'm going to give this a shot. And that's the day, January 11th, 2015. I'll remember that day forever. I bought a course to, to learn this business model. And, and that's where everything got started. I love it. You know, and I think one of the biggest things that that shows is sometimes you just have to take that leap of faith. Um, you know, and, and you mentioned analysis or paralysis by analysis, and that's really one of the big things that stops people from starting their own business, no matter what it is, you know, we want it to be perfect. And of course, if it's going to be perfect, it's never going to get launched. Right. Yeah. I think throughout this story, you'll see that uh, mindset has been pivotal for me. And that's just Mm -hmm. one point of like, you got to go, you got to, you have to start doing something and, right. and, and break through the fears of, of mm-hmm. the, what ifs, the, what if mm-hmm. I fail, what if this doesn't work? What, if, and it, you know, I think I had learned enough to that point to realize that I could do this, that it was mm-hmm. possible. I think I was worried that like the best marketers in the world give everything away for free. You're going to hear mm-hmm. me literally give this business model away for free today. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought I won't learn anything if I buy this course. I was mm-hmm. wrong, right? Like I actually, you know, I needed to look over someone's shoulder and watch mm-hmm. them do this, not just right. hear them on a podcast. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm glad I took that first step. Mm-hmm. And that first step led to me ending up building and selling my first business in one year, right? And so uh, about one year in, I had sold my first business. It was the3dprinterguy.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's It's gone now, but you can find it on Wayback Machine. The people I sold it to uh, ran it into the ground, unfortunately, but like Uh-oh. I sold that mm-hmm. for one year's pay. Um, mm. which might not sound like a lot to a lot of people. Uh, like you sure said, s- you had that credit card debt. Yeah, it's it sure was a lot to me mm-hmm. to sell it for $40,000. Um, that was a big day for me. I remember mm-hmm. that 
seeing the notification on my forklift when I shouldn't have been looking at my phone and seeing yeah. that my business sold, I drove right to the front of the building and I just said, I'm leaving today. And I left and ah. um, I didn't quit, uh, but mm-hmm. I left that day. I was done. Uh, like mm-hmm. I needed a, I needed to go out and celebrate this. And mm-hmm. um, still to this day, that might be one of my favorite days in, in right. the entire of, entirety of my career mm-hmm. doing this. So right, because you were validated what you were doing yeah. mattered and counted and somebody else valued it. And honestly, that, that happened on the first sale. Like if, if you've never sold anything online, I would encourage you just, just go sell something online. Mm-hmm. The moment you get paid while you're not punching a clock or you're not doing anything and, and money's coming in is a great day. I, I specifically remember mine. I, it was midnight on a Sunday night. I needed to work at 4 a.m. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was still awake at midnight. shouldn't have been. And right. uh, sale came in. I, I sold a 3D printer to Duke University. Mm-hmm. And I remember butt naked running into the living room and dancing and just jumping up and down. It, like, it. yeah, it was mm-hmm. an amazing moment. My wife thought I was crazy. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, I thought it was a, a really good day. And so mm-hmm. between you know, your first sale or selling your first business or Mm -hmm. all of the first, it's enough to open your mind to what else is possible. Again, I was working in a warehouse. My wife was a CNA. Mm -hmm. I didn't know there was anything else possible. And so Mm -hmm. to have those moments really opened my eyes. Right. Right. So what point did you decide this is not going to be a side gig anymore and really give your notice? Yeah. So (laughs) it's funny you ask that. I, you know, Again, I was making about 40K a year. Um, you know, this is pre the mega inflation. That was a decent wage in mm-hmm. my small little town. Right. And uh, I sold my business for 40K. So I was I was riding pretty high. Mm-hmm. I thought, you know, I can do anything. Maybe I should quit my job. And I brought it up to my boss and they were like, hey, how about you go from four days a week down to two days a week oh. and keep your insurance, which is a big deal here in America mm-hmm. to have your insurance. Right. And, and um, your CNA wife said, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, she was all for that. <laughs> Uh, and so I said, yeah, that sounds great. Uh, but it didn't take long for me working two days a week and not really caring to become the worst employee that was there. Right. Uh, what, what do they said, call it? Oh, the, you know, the, yeah, you quit before you quit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had, I definitely had a foot out the door. I said some things that probably needed to be said, but you don't say them in the workplace. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one day they walked up to me and they, uh, and I'll remember this forever. They looked at me and they said, it looks like you're having more fun doing that cute little internet thing. Anyway, mm-hmm. why don't you hit the road? Yeah. Um, and I'll never forget that guy's face with the air quotes saying cute little internet thing. Um, he really did say that. He I love def- it. He definitely said mm-hmm. that. Uh, and then I left and, uh, and I drove to my mom's ashes are in a lake nearby here. And I go there often to kind of meditate and just relax. Mm-hmm. And I went there to, to, you know, talk to my mom. Mm-hmm. And for some reason I, there was no pain. I just, I had this confidence that I can do this. Uh, This, this was happening uh, uh, for me, not to Mm me. Right. And it was time to, it was time to go. And so Mm -hmm. um, while that day, you know, part of it sucked, uh, Mm -hmm. definitely hearing him say that cute little internet thing. Yeah. And nobody likes to be told you're leaving. (laughs) (laughs) Even if you were like yippee skippy, still it was like, well, they didn't love me. (laughs) But I felt confident knowing that, you know. It was almost as if they, you know, shoved me in the water, but I had a life jacket on. It was just, I was ready to go on Mm -hmm. my own. I was definitely nervous, but I was ready to go. And so that's how my tenure at Walmart ended. I had, I made it about a year and a half after actually starting a side hustle. And so hopefully that gives some context to anyone Mm -hmm. thinking I'm going to start something tomorrow and Mm -hmm. I'm going to make a million dollars and I'm going to quit right away. It's not possible, right? You got to put in the hours. Well, and a lot of times those side gigs and some people keep them forever, you know, just as a side gig, but I, I basically did the same thing with my company and it's been about 20 years. Uh, you know, and, and I was working full time and started my company, Wise Women Communications, and just did it on the side, you know, evenings, weekends, hey, this is kind of to bring in some extra money. And I talked with a business consultant who gave me lots of, of great advice. But I remember one of the things she told me is I had jumped off that diving board, but then I turned around and grabbed it. And, and she said, until somebody either stomps on my fingers <laughs> or until I let go. She told me I was never going to make it a real 
business. It was always going to be almost like a hobby that made money. Um, you know, and, and I remember, you know, and, and for me, it was really hard because the company that I worked for, I really liked what we did. And I liked the people that I worked with, you know, telling them I was leaving was probably one of the hardest things that I've ever had to do because I so enjoyed what we were doing. And like I said, I really liked them, but I also thought, you know, I need to, to do for me. Um, you know, and so I let go of that diving board and, and luckily it didn't hit me in the face or do anything like that. But yeah, you know, sometimes you're right. It takes a push from somebody else to know it's time. Well, and the reality is, uh, I believe Henry Ford said this, that whether you believe you can or whether you believe you can't, you're right. And so it all comes down to your belief system. Mm -hmm. And if you don't believe it's possible, if you don't believe you can make it without failing, if you don't believe you can execute upon this and look silly in front of your friends and family who are definitely mm -hmm. going to be, you know, crabs in the pot pulling you back down, mm -hmm. you're never going to do it. Right. And right. so, um, I'm not sure I would have ever quit, uh, unless the money was really rolling in. So mm -hmm. I, I'm, I am thankful that day mm -hmm. that they, you know, gave me the boot and told me right. to go home. Right. You know, and, and you mentioned friends and, and family, you know, it's, it's always interesting when you start a new business whether it's full-time or, or, you know, a side gig type of thing, there's lots of naysayers, right? You know, why would you want to do, Ben, why would you want to, you know, and, and, you know, no, you should you just keep your job, you know, all of those things. And, and they all do it meaning well, you know, they want to protect you from that big, bad business world and, and all of those things. And at some point you just have to say, okay, enough, enough, you know, sink or swim, I'm going to do this. And, I need your support or I need you to shut up. Yeah. And I don't even know if it means well, I think they're stuck in their loop of safety. Mm -hmm. They couldn't do it. So you should right. be able to do it either. When you say it, that sounds scary to them, that threatens their safety mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. they don't want that for someone that they care a right. lot about. Mm -hmm. um, but it ends up being crabs in a pot, which again, mm -hmm. if you boil a bunch of crabs, they're all trying to get out and then they pull yeah, and other, they're going, pull ah, back ah. in. Right, <laughs> and they pull each other back mm -hmm. in so right. that no one can escape. And, mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's hard. And mm -hmm. you, you know, you have status and there's mm -hmm. a, a lot of needs inside of a human that get mm -hmm. uh, trampled on as you right. decide, I'm going to, mm -hmm. I'm going to take a chance and go mm -hmm. out of safety. Right? right. We were, we were all in these caves and these tribes and mm -hmm. uh, we had to watch out for tigers and go find our own food. Mm -hmm. None of that's true yeah. anymore. Right. And, but and you stayed with need. those people in that cave. You know, right. if you went out on your own, you frequently were eaten. <laughs> yeah. There's, we still have these like monkey brains that need safety. Right. When we, you know, food is abundant and mm -hmm. safety is abundant and mm -hmm. we live in the greatest time that's ever existed, whether the news wants to make you believe that or not, it's yeah. true. <laughs> uh, the safest time that's ever existed. And so mm -hmm. like, uh, yeah, take a chance on yourself. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. You know, and, and it, it the worst thing, you know, is going to be that it doesn't work, you know, and as long as you haven't lost your house, you know, and so there's, you know, things that, that financially you should be doing and, and all of those things, or that somebody gets hurt, I mean, which is probably not going to happen depending on what you're doing, you can recover from it, even if it means that you go back into working for somebody else. But you've got to take that chance, especially if you're thinking, well, I know I can do this. I know I can do this. And you're probably you, like a business probably is going to fail. You're going to make a lot mm -hmm. of mistakes. Right. Businesses don't or businesses do fail. Entrepreneurs don't fail, right? Mm -hmm. The only time the journey's over is when you quit. And so, mm -hmm. like your first idea might not work, your second idea might not work. Mm -hmm. You're going to pivot a bunch of times. You're going to have a lot of mistakes. You're going to lose some money here and there. Mm -hmm. But like the entrepreneur doesn't fail again. The business mm -hmm. has failed. So the right. moment you can separate the two and realize mm -hmm. you're going to keep going, mm -hmm. and maybe your first idea wasn't great or your third idea mm -hmm. wasn't, um, 
just keep going. You're going right. to, you're going to make it work. You're going right. to learn like, mm-hmm. uh, if a child hopped on their bike and you took the training wheels off and they fell mm-hmm. over the first time and they were like, well, that didn't work. Um, mm-hmm. the person who sells bicycles is a scam. I'm never doing mm-hmm. that again. Mm-hmm. Um, right. that would be pretty silly, right? right. So. But kids get up and they dust themselves off and put on a bandaid or two and away they go. Yeah. And they might cry a little bit, right? They might right. sulk and they mm-hmm. might, it might take a, a mm-hmm. few days or a week, right. uh, but they keep trying right. and you should too. And they learned, they were like, oh, okay, you know, don't, don't go down the big hill. The first thing <laughs> or, or something like, you know, they, they really did. They learned from what they did wrong in order to, to make it work right. And, and that's of course what we all need to do from this, even if we're in successful business, you know, it's not going to be a hundred percent successful all the time. You know, we might pick a product that doesn't sell or a service that doesn't go, okay, why didn't it? And then go forward. Yeah. So uh, I'd love to like bring you back to there of where they told me to leave, right? Because this is a mm-hmm. good turning point in my life where I got to make some of these decisions. I got to go. Right. I'd already been successful. But with these little air me, quotes. <laughs> believe me, once you're successful, you start asking, oh shit, was that a one was that a mm-hmm. one-time thing? Am I going to be able to do this again? And, right. and so- mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I went hard. I, I started documenting my journey. I put out a podcast. I started mm-hmm. affiliate marketing the course I was I was part of. Um, somewhere in that journey, I had some people reach out because they were like listening to my podcast and they were like, hey, how about we all form a mastermind together? Mm-hmm. And so there's supposed to be four of us on the call. Two people didn't show up. And the one who did was mm-hmm. selling composting toilets. And mm-hmm. Ben has an idea brain like, like none other. I can give you about 50 ideas for your business no matter what it is. Uh, and so I was like, hey, why are you selling one product when you could sell all the products that exist inside a tiny home? He told me he was selling to a lot of tiny homeowners. Mm-hmm. Um, he gave me half his business on the spot and said, let's go do your idea. And so we did that. We turned it into shoptinyhouses.com. We scaled that business uh, five to 10 X in, in about a year. And then he bought me out of that business. And that was just like an, a, yet another win. That was enough to get me out of debt. Uh, but as the universe does or as life does, it came with a slap in the face. Um, I told my wife, hey, I'm exiting this business. We're out of debt. And she asked me for a divorce. Oh, uh, no. So while I'm riding, riding this high, high in my life, uh-huh. um, you know, adversity showed its face and, mm-hmm. and I once again had a decision, Hey, where am I going to go with this? Am mm-hmm. I going to, am I going to let, um, you know, mm-hmm. life dictate me or am I going to dictate my life? Mm-hmm. Right. So go ahead. You know, and, and clearly you moved forward. Yeah. Well, so I, I'm of the belief everything always works out. Right. So to mm-hmm. go back to your point of like, maybe you fail, get back on your feet. How long is it going to take you to get mm-hmm. back to reality? Uh, everything always works out in hindsight. Mm-hmm. It always, and the one time it doesn't work out is the one time it's over. And so like, mm-hmm. it's always going to work out until then. And so, you know, that sucked. It wasn't a good day. Um, I paid mm-hmm. off all the debt. I did the right thing, uh, on mm-hmm. the way out the door. Uh, mm-hmm. but right around there, uh, I had been doing some consulting on the side. Mm-hmm. I consulted a couple gentlemen to 250,000 in sales in their first three Ooh. months. Mm-hmm. They had hit $1 million for the first year. And that coincided with my wife leaving. And they mm-hmm. were like, hey, how would you like to come on board and scale this? And I thought, what better time than the present right. to yeah. dive deep into a new project. Mm-hmm. And so I joined them. I took mm-hmm. 20% of the company and we went $1 million to $11 million in two years. And wow. once once again, they bought me out of that business. Mm-hmm. Uh, they bought me out the week before COVID hit, which uh, this ah. is a product you would use indoors and it's a mm-hmm. hobby. And so uh, they went, Oops. you know, they went to 11 <laughs> to 35 or 50 or something. Uh-huh, there. And uh-huh. so uh, either way, I had a wonderful, wonderful uh, seven figure victory out mm-hmm. of that one, um, which really changed my life. And and mm-hmm. that was kind of the moment I, I started looking around and realizing mm-hmm. I, sh- I need to share this with the world. Mm-hmm. Like e-commerce right. truly changed my life. Mm-hmm. I was only four or five years away from, you know, mm-hmm. driving a forklift every day mm-hmm. and hating going to work every day. Mm-hmm. And now right. here I am. And, and, uh, and I knew I had to teach this business model. Mm-hmm. Right. 
So let's do some of the basics because like I said, I know nothing about this. So what is drop shipping? Yeah, that's a wonderful question. Uh, so if you've ever heard of drop shipping, it is likely uh, because some young, we'll call you know, 19, 20, 21 year old mm-hmm. uh, air quote guru is standing next to the rented Lambo they have telling you mm-hmm. that they just put up a store and they made a million dollars revenue. Um, and they're, you know, living the high life because mm-hmm. of drop shipping. And I'm here to tell you that that is just a bunch of crap. Uh, <laughs> there is a lot of BS online and mm-hmm. what they're doing in that business model specifically of again, drop shipping is just a method of fulfillment. It is simply someone fulfilling the order on your behalf. So mm-hmm. I want to separate drop shipping from what each uh, person talking about is, is mm-hmm. saying, right? So this specifically is AliExpress drop shipping. AliExpress mm-hmm. is a website in China where you can buy literally anything in the world that you can think of. Everything's made in China, by the way. Mm-hmm. And so these folks are putting up a website, running social media ads mm-hmm. to show you how cool this little widget is. Mm-hmm. You buy it on their really janky website and it ships to you. And from we've China. all gone to sites like that and bought mm-hmm. stuff, right? We, mm-hmm. we all have. Yes. And it ships, uh, probably arrives 40 days later in a heavily taped box. that smells like a factory. <laughs> The yeah. product is terrible, mm-hmm. uh, and you're left wondering. First off, where, where, where did I even order this? I don't mm-hmm. really remember ordering. Yeah, this, you get this box, up. and you're like, "Yay!" Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's and it, they're terrible products, realistically. So that is, and there's the no company to go back to to complain. Correct. And if you go back there, it's like jimbob at gmail.com. and you're like, mm-hmm. "Really, Gmail? Yeah, there's no yeah. phone number." Yeah. Mm-mm. So this is that is AliExpress drop shipping, low ticket drop shipping, turn and burn drop shipping. This mm-hmm. is not what I recommend nor what we teach, but mm-hmm. it is pretty prominent if you go search drop shipping on YouTube mm-hmm. or on TikTok or anywhere else, you're going to find a lot of this. So what John and I teach is selling high ticket products that mm-hmm. you've already heard of. So again, I, I was part of the 3dprinterguy.com, pelletgrillpros.com, shoptinyhouses.com, standingdestination.com, many sites selling products that you're interested in that meet our price point right. and I'll explain why mm-hmm. and from brands you've heard of like mm-hmm. brands that exist in the American ecosphere they're shipping mm-hmm. from American brands they're shipping from American warehouses they're mm-hmm. to your door in a few days um and we do this because no one wants to get crappy products right um right. but it's just easier to sell it's just as easy to sell a high ticket product as it is a low ticket product mm-hmm. the difference is in like the marketing mm-hmm. so on a low ticket product you're running social media ads right, right. you're cuz you want to hit as many people as possible yeah and you want to it's it's like interruption marketing right mm-hmm. so if you go on facebook tiktok instagram any of those mm-hmm. right now and start scrolling you'll see grandma's dinner you'll see oh, yeah. your best friend every other bar. post is a paid right. ad it seems like and then you'll get the, you know, those two posts you're mm-hmm. expecting and then interjected with a, you know, again, an ad for probably a terrible product. Mm-hmm. Um, this is demand, uh, generation. They have mm-hmm. to get you interested. They have to stop you what you're doing, right. interrupt you and mm-hmm. say, please come look at this cool thing mm-hmm. and hope that you buy. Mm-hmm. Whereas what we teach is we're selling high ticket products from brands mm-hmm. you've already heard of. People are already searching for standing. Right. Desk. People are already searching for, I'm sitting at uh, an apex standing desk. Currently people mm-hmm. are already searching for apex standing mm-hmm. desk, apex 60 or 72, whichever one I'm sitting at. Mm-hmm. And so we go and use Google ads rather than social media ads. Mm-hmm. We go capture the d- demand rather right. than the people who demand. are specifically looking for it. So yes. the, the push is opposed to the pull or the pull is opposed to the push. Which one did I do? <laughs> But you're you giving, the yeah, they're looking for it and you're there as opposed to flinging it at them. Correct. And so the reason that we do high ticket to touch back on there, first off, let's address what high ticket is. Low ticket mm-hmm. is 
we'll call it zero to two, 200, 250 mm-hmm. maybe. Uh, there's kind of a no man's land of like 250, 300 to mm-hmm. I'll say six, seven, 800. Mm-hmm. Um, and then 800 above is where John and I, John's my business partner mm-hmm. on Dropship Breakthrough, where we would specify a high ticket. Mm-hmm. I actually like even higher price points than that. And and it's just as easy. Believe it or not, it's just mm-hmm. as easy to sell a $3,000 product as it is to sell a $30 right. product. Because they were looking for the $3,000 product. Correct. They're, and they may only be problem aware. They might be problem aware or solution aware or product aware, right? Like they might just be problem aware and you can still capture them and work them down mm-hmm. to the product that actually solves their problem. Mm-hmm. Um, but honestly, it's just as, it, it really is just as easy. If you can get qualified traffic to the page, it's just as easy to sell a $3,000 product mm-hmm. as a 30. But right. like, li- listen to these numbers, Deb. So if I want to make $30,000 in revenue next month, if I sell mm-hmm. a $30 product, I need to sell 1,000 items. Right. If I sell a $3,000 product, I need to sell 10. Hmm. Uh, so 10 <laughs> orders versus 1,000 orders, mm-hmm. I'm going to need less employees. I'm mm-hmm. going to have less damages and returns. I'm going to mm-hmm. have less overhead. Um, and all of this is to say, like, you can run this remotely up to probably up to a million dollars or a little higher by yourself or mm-hmm. with a couple of VAs. Mm-hmm. And you can start all of this for less than 500 bucks. So wow. where in any other business model can you say you can start for less than 500, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say franchises seem to be popular, mm-hmm. but you're going to need to pay hundreds of thousands of yeah. dollars mm-hmm. to start a franchise. Or sign right? loans for that, you know, agreements. Correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you wanted to launch your own brand of physical products, mm-hmm. you're going to have to do research. You're going to have to get samples. You're going to have mm-hmm. to place probably five to 10 to $15,000 mm-hmm. order. And then, hope that mm-hmm. you can interrupt some people in their newsfeed mm-hmm. or put them on Amazon mm-hmm. and sell products. Right. I prefer to focus on cash flow, which mm-hmm. is why dropshipping makes sense. I'm not mm-hmm. paying for anything until I actually sell it to you. So mm-hmm. my expenses up front are as follows. I'd love to walk through it. Like you need a mm-hmm. domain, right? You need right. uh Deb's ecommerce business.com. Mm-hmm. That's 12 bucks. Mm-hmm. You're going to need to use Shopify to host your store. Mm-hmm. Shopify is the platform. Uh, we recommend, and honestly, there's a few mm-hmm. others, but, only you Shopify if you're doing mm-hmm. this. It's about mm-hmm. $29 a month. Um, you might want a paid theme just to make it look even more incredible. Right. You don't Especially need if you're asking people for quite a bit of money. They want sure. it to look professional. Otherwise, they're going to go, uh-uh. <laughs> and even the free themes work. I started the 3D mm-hmm. printer guy with a free theme. It works. Right. Uh, if you want to buy a theme, it's going to be anywhere from 180 to 400 mm-hmm. uh, depending on which theme mm-hmm. you buy. Plus, uh, it's easier. Quick plug, because you told me to. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you do join our course, we give you a free paid theme. There's one oh, cool. that we like a lot called Superstore mm-hmm. from Out of the Sandbox. We give you that for free to every new course member so that you nice. have a paid theme. Mm-hmm. Um, so you don't need to buy one. If you do, it's 180 to 400. Mm-hmm. You're going to need Google Workspace. And the reason mm-hmm. you need this is so that you don't have Joe Bag of Donuts at gmail.com in your footer. Right. You have Deb or mm-hmm. info or support mm-hmm. at Deb's ecommerce right. store.com. Again, you're, you're a professional business. We're building a real business here, mm-hmm. yes. I love uh, so, the people that still are AOL.com. I'm like, yeah. really? <laughs> yeah, it's uh, You definitely want to have your name at your business or support at your, it just looks right. so much more professional mm-hmm. and it's $12 a month. It's a no yeah. mm-hmm. Uh Plus you're going to, you're going to utilize Google for everything. So this mm-hmm. just like builds right. your home for mm-hmm. all of your Google docs and your Gmail and mm-hmm. uh, everything you need. Mm-hmm. Uh, after that, you're going to need an 800 phone number to, mm-hmm. again, you're a professional business. So you don't mm-hmm. want to just have some cell phone number up in the corner. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're going to want an 800 phone number. You can get mm-hmm. those quite easily through a service called Grasshopper. Mm-hmm. That is roughly $40 a month to have mm-hmm. your own 800 or toll-free number of any mm-hmm. sort. There's a bunch of different 800 numbers mm-hmm. nowadays. Uh, man, that dates me to think there was only 800 numbers at one point. Uh, mm-hmm. But you're going to have your own. It's toll-free. It forwards to your cell phone or to mm-hmm. your Mac or wherever you're going to take phone calls. And yes, you're going to have to take phone calls in your business, but mm-hmm. that's $40 a month. 
you're probably going to want some branding done, a, a logo for your mm-hmm. business, some homepage images, things mm-hmm. like that, carousel images, mm-hmm. maybe $25 on Fiverr, maybe $50 mm-hmm. somewhere around there. Oh yeah. Love Fiverr. Mm-hmm. Love Fiverr. And then your biggest expense is going to be Google ads. That's where you're going to go mm-hmm. acquire your traffic early on. Mm-hmm. So Google likes to give coupons that are spend 150, get 150 or spend 500, get 500. Oh. Either way, take them up on their offer. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. either one of those, you should make a sale or multiple sales if you follow a proven marketing system mm-hmm. on how to set up your Google ads. Right. And then at that point, it's all cash flow, right? If you mm-hmm. can spend 150 and get 150, so now you have $300 to play with and you make a sale and on that sale, you sold a $3,000 item with 20% margins. You now made 600. Now you can mm-hmm. spend, push that 600 back. Right. Into, you just keep it going. Correct. You, there is no like overhead. That's it. That's it. Everything mm-hmm. I outlined there is your monthly expenses and mm-hmm. your startup expenses. The rest is your sweat equity. Mm-hmm. So if you're willing to put in the time, if you're willing to do the research on your niche or your market or whatever you want to call it, if you're willing to go find the suppliers and make the phone calls mm-hmm. and upload the products and run your Google ads, like it's, mm-hmm. it is it is work. Every business is mm-hmm. work. You can do the rest for less than $500 mm-hmm. as I've shown here. Right. So you know, walk me through this. You know, how do you, first of all, how do you decide I'm going to sell product X and then how do you get it? And, and then what's the process? I mean, are they all, you know, you get 10 and they're stored in your garage or, you know, how, how does this work? Yeah. I love that you want to break this down. All right. So you have to choose a market. Okay. Uh, John and I steer away from choosing products. I think too many people online when they're teaching physical product Mm -hmm. businesses are telling you, go find a hot product, go find Mm -hmm. the trending item or Mm -hmm. things that are popular. We don't agree with that whatsoever. Because they're only going to trend or be popular for so long. That and we, as marketers, we often focus on the numbers, right? Mm -hmm. In e-commerce, a typical conversion rate is 2%. That means Mm -hmm. two people out of a hundred people who come to your website are going to buy. But those other 98 people raised their hand and said, Mm -hmm. I like what you're offering. I'm interested in this Mm -hmm. and you didn't solve my problem. I didn't want that. You just let them walk away. Right. Mm -hmm. And so we often forget that those numbers on the screen are people. Every single one of those little ticks on your analytics is Mm -hmm. someone behind the screen. It's you and I, we're looking at our phones, we're searching Mm -hmm. things. And so John and I like to focus on the human, right? Mm-hmm. Rather than focus on the products you're going to sell, mm-hmm. go think about the person that you want to serve, the person that you understand mm-hmm. at a deep level that you want to mm-hmm. talk to every day, that you want to handle with customer service. And believe mm-hmm. me, there's some people you don't want to talk to every right. day. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure you can think of people in your life that you're like, you don't vibe with. Mm-hmm. Don't sell products that those people are going to buy, or you're mm-hmm. going to have to deal with them every day. Right. Now, I'll be the first to admit I've made this mistake. I bought a business where the numbers looked really intriguing Mm -hmm. and it was selling to older folks Mm -hmm. with very little money. Mm. And I promise you that is not an audience you want to serve. Um, It was difficult. It was, Mm -hmm. there was a lot of complaints. There was a lot of Mm handholding. There was a lot of chargebacks, which are Mm -hmm. an absolute nightmare. Uh, And so think about the human. This is where it all starts for me. Think about who the person is you want to serve. Mm -hmm. John and I differ a little bit on how to choose this. Mm -hmm. Personally, I think you should pick you. What are you interested in? Because Ah. the internet is a wonderful thing. Mm -hmm. Whether you're into uh, standing desks or ergonomics or Mm -hmm. underwater basket weaving, whatever Mm -hmm. it is, or baseball, which is Mm -hmm. my thing, um, there's people out there just like you. And the internet Mm -hmm. has made it very easy for you to congregate. And And you you know what the message should be to you. Exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. You understand the language they use. You understand Mm -hmm. the problems they have. You understand how to write a headline. You understand Mm -hmm. how to speak directly to that person. 
And so that's where John and I start. Find the person. And then from the person, you can understand the products that they purchase and kind of define mm-hmm. a market. And so right. if you pick just products, you end up siloing yourself like I did. I own mm-hmm. PellicrillPros.com and I sold mm-hmm. Pellicrills. How do I expand from PellicrillPros.com when I own a site that says Pellicrills in it? Right. Like, yeah. Like, you just, you, yeah, you, you can't. Mm-hmm. Or you but can, you, but then it gets complicated because you've got multiple sites and... And if you go look at some of the competitors I had, Barbecue Guys is a good example. Mm-hmm. That was a, a way to step out and right. understand that... They sold someone, several different manufacturers. They understood that like you, if you sell uh, to a person who uses a pellet grill, he probably also uses a gas grill. He also mm-hmm. buys all sorts of other things that he mm-hmm. likes to do for cooking, for preparing mm-hmm. foods, for entertaining. Right. And so if you can serve that person, mm-hmm. then you're going to be able to sell much more products mm-hmm. and solve a lot more problems for right. that person. Right. So once you solve the person, once you understand the products, and we often like to use infrared saunas as our example, mm-hmm. you're simply going to Google and typing in infrared sauna and then mm-hmm. click the little shopping tab. And on the left, it'll give you all the stores that are selling this and all the mm-hmm. brands that are selling this. Mm-hmm. If you can decipher between the stores and the brands by simply clicking through them and seeing whether it's mm-hmm. a brand or not, put all the brands into a list. That's exactly who you're going to reach out to. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're going to sell for the brands that are out there, just like home Depot or Lowe's or mm-hmm. Costco or Walmart is selling brands. You are also going to sell brands. Mm-hmm. So to tie you back to the beginning where we mentioned Wayfair and what that looked like Wayfair used to be a hundred plus different high ticket drop shipping businesses, all mm-hmm. in different niches and different markets. And then they combined them all and started wayfair.com. So if you mm-hmm. go to Wayfair and you actually like, click the drop down menus or look through there. All of those used to be their own stores, like a, a bar stool store mm-hmm. or a betting store, things like that. Mm-hmm. And now it's all combined into one. And so this is the exact same thing I'm suggesting for you is to mm-hmm. serve one market and build a store like that, where you're becoming a retailer for brands. Everyone's already mm-hmm. heard of. Right. So, you know, let's use the grill as an example. You decide you want to offer a Weber grill. So you contact Weber and say, Hey, we want to sell your product. Yeah, Weber's a good example because there are some brands who they only do direct to consumer or they okay. only work with the big guys. And so right. you are, oh, you're going to get some no's. Mm-hmm. Um, I want you to get as many yeses as possible, but there mm-hmm. are some brands that just don't work with other mm-hmm. retailers. But yes, you're right. You would go to Weber or Green Mountain Grills or any of the uh, big names out there in that mm-hmm. space. And you would go to their website. Mm-hmm. Some brands already have a dealer application mm-hmm. built into their website. Right. Just like if, some say become an affiliate, they're going to say correct. become a dealer. Correct. Okay. And so whether the form's there or not, if it's there, fill it out. Either way, you're calling right after this mm-hmm. and because you want to talk to somebody. You want right. them to realize that you aren't – like they're getting, they're getting multiple calls mm-hmm. a day from right. the guy and who just Right, and you're not just going through and hitting 20 different websites. But as I stated earlier, uh, there's a lot of gurus on TikTok, on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And so people are calling because they just watched a TikTok and they're trying mm-hmm. – um, but they want to sell on eBay or Amazon. They don't understand, right? And so mm-hmm. you have to separate yourself. And so John and I actually recommend you building a website first right. and uploading a couple products. Mm-hmm. And because then again, that, that makes you real. Correct. And then call that brand and say, mm-hmm. hey, I'm building this website. Mm-hmm. I'm giving this a real go. I put a couple of your products on there because I want you to see how I might represent you mm-hmm. online. That already differentiates you from all mm-hmm. of the other people who called that day. Mm-hmm. And just you know, let them know, hey, I'd like to become a retailer mm-hmm. for your brand. What does that look like? And mm-hmm. typically, again, you're not going to land them all, but you're going to land a lot. And they're mm-hmm. going to work with you on, here's how we like to receive orders. Here's mm-hmm. how we want us positioned online. Here's words mm-hmm. you can advertise on. Here's words you can't advertise on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and at that point, 
hopefully you've gotten a, quite a few brands online mm-hmm. uh, or on board and you've signed mm-hmm. the paperwork. And at that point you have to do a lot of work. Like you have mm-hmm. to upload all of the products into Shopify. You have to build collections. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're going to have to build it. You have to figure pages. out the pricing. So you're actually making money. <laughs> yes. So the beauty of high ticket dropshipping and the beauty of honestly being in America is something called map pricing, minimum, mm-hmm. minimum advertised pricing. So a lot of other places in the world, you can list a product for whatever you want to. It is, mm-hmm. it is uh, illegal to have map pricing in America. Brands can set their minimum advertised price and no one can go below. So now okay. that evens the playing field. So if mm-hmm. Deb created a Pellet Grill site and I created a Pellet Grill site and we're listing uh, Traeger's and it's a $700 grill, I can't list at $699 to jump in front of her and steal mm-hmm. that sale. We, we all have to be listed at the same price or higher. Mm-hmm. Uh, that Then it turns into like, how can we, once we get someone to our website, how can mm-hmm. we give them more information, right. solve more problems right. and close the sale that mm-hmm. way rather than this long race to the bottom, which mm-hmm. could be price. Right. So then, you know, you, so you've got the deal with the grill and you've got it on your website. So then the order comes to you and then you go to the company and then, then it ships. How does that work? Correct. So first you're going to run some Google ads, right? You need to acquire mm-hmm. that traffic. I would recommend it's called the priority funnel. It's very, very, very too difficult to explain on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do the best on our show, dropship podcast. We kind of break mm-hmm. this down a little bit better. Uh, but once you've acquired that trial, let's assume you you got the right traffic, you converted a sale, now what, right? So mm-hmm. the first thing you need to do is uh, take the order from your inbox and mm-hmm. either email that to your supplier, depending on what they're asking for, or right. some, mm-hmm. some suppliers have portals where you can go mm-hmm. place the order. Others just have a Shopify store and they give mm-hmm. you a special discount for your business and mm-hmm. you go place the order on their site. So we're mm-hmm. handing over the information to, again, we'll use Traeger. We're handing the information over to mm-hmm. Traeger, who is then packaging up the order, slapping mm-hmm. our label on there. That's mm-hmm. called blind drop shipping. Mm-hmm. And they ship the grill off to you know Deb's number one customer, mm-hmm. right? And it shows up saying Deb's e-commerce store on there. Mm-hmm. The customer is none the wiser. In fact, this is how about half of the internet right. still works today. And I'm thinking you had all those in your garage? <laughs> yeah, correct. And so I didn't pay for anything, right? In that whole mm-hmm. process, you didn't hear anything other than the customer gave me $700. Mm-hmm. I went to Traeger and placed the order. They charged mm-hmm. my credit card $450 mm-hmm. uh, and some shipping, so maybe $500. And then now I have $200 in arbitrage there mm-hmm. that is my profit as the business owner. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I didn't pay for anything until I actually sold the unit. Mm-hmm. This is why... I, I'm a big fan of dropshipping being a great starting place right. for anyone is you just don't need capital. Mm-hmm. You need yeah, sweat You're not equity. buying inventory to start. Correct. But you're putting in the sweat equity, right? You're mm-hmm. doing a lot of work in the beginning. That's the, that's the trade-off. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and, and obviously one of the things that I was thinking about is, is that, you know, you need to have really done your research. You know, not only is this a good product, but is it a good company? You know, because y- you know, you don't want to sell something that is not good quality or you know, from a company that's going to go under, um, you know, and, and so that's where you're going to do your due diligence to, to at the very start. Yeah. There's a free training on our website that kind of walks you through this. If mm. you go to dropshipbreakthrough.com, mm-hmm. that's THRU. I believe we bought the other version too, but dropshipbreakthrough.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a free training right at the top and it'll mm-hmm. actually walk you through this process of mm-hmm. all right, how do I identify what the right mm-hmm. market is? How do I go find the suppliers in that? How do I get this process started? Right. So if you're kind of confused on what we just talked about, mm-hmm. go watch the free training and John mm-hmm. will walk you through the whole process. Cool. Yeah. And we talk about on, on this podcast a lot, finding your target market, you know, and, and I always love it when I go somewhere and, you know, I'm talking to to somebody and I say, so Ben, tell me who your target market is. And you smile and you go, everyone. No, (laughs) there, I don't think there's probably a product in the world that anyone would buy. 
you know, because there's, there's, you know, people, you know, it's like Walmart. Walmart is not for everyone. Um, You know, Starbucks is not for everyone. All of these, so they know who their target audience is. And, and, you know, that's where it's, it's great to think of, you know, yourself as being that target market. What messages resonate with you, um, you know, or, you know, and, and so figure that. And, and people are always like, well, but that's so limiting. Well, yeah, but you're getting the right people to start with, you know, and, and so, you know, why spend, especially if you're, you're, you know, spending a lot of money on advertising, you want it to go to the right place. You don't want, you know, 7,000 people to see it who could care less. You want seven people who are going to buy to see it. Um, you know, and, and that's where, and of course, you know, Google and, and any of the, the online advertisers, they want you to keep advertising. So they're going to help you with that. Um, you know, but, but yeah, it's, you absolutely have to figure out who you're marketing to before you, you really start doing this. A hundred percent. And look, I, I believe you should find something you're interested in. I just mm-hmm. like you, a businesses are difficult mm-hmm. and you have to wake up and push them forward on a daily mm-hmm. basis. If you right. don't, your business is going to die. Right. And, and if so- you don't like it, want it, use it. You're not going to put a lot of effort into right. it. But, I, you know, look, I've seen the other side. I'm, I still to this day have never seen a 3D printer, and I built and sold that business. <laughs> uh, when my buddy brought me in on composting toilets, I've mm-hmm. never seen a composting toilet either, right. nor did I care about tiny houses that we pivoted into. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, I'm a big dude. I don't want to live in a tiny This right. office uh-huh. feels small right now, right? Like, uh, mm-hmm. And so – you can do this. You just have to get passionate about the marketing, about the customer service, mm-hmm. and understand that this is just one big game, uh, mm-hmm. and you can get better at the game, right. uh, which will you know then mm-hmm. lead you to have skills so mm-hmm. that you have level 10 skills, and maybe that mm-hmm. was a level 2 opportunity, mm-hmm. but if you can have level 10 skills after doing some things in a level 2 opportunity, then you can you know, take a step back and realize, oh, maybe there's a better one over here. That's right. a better opportunity for mm-hmm. me with better margins or in an industry I want to work in or with mm-hmm. people I want to work with. Mm-hmm. Right. Now, do you ever come across companies where you say, hey, we would like to sell for you? And they say, okay, it's got to be exclusive. I have had that happen. And I know I certainly have some students that did. Mm -hmm. The one time it happened for me was with a, I want to say it was a 3D printer supplier who was overseas. And Mm -hmm. so they wanted me to be exclusive and it Mm -hmm. actually shifted. So it shifted from me being the exclusive retailer in the United States to now I am the uh, distributor in the United States. So Mm. they gave me... I'm making these numbers up, but it was roughly like they gave me 25% margins. Mm-hmm. And then when they said you can be the distributor, they gave me 50%. Huh. And then I gave my competitors 25%. And mm-hmm. so I was shipping for them and kind of double dipping on the deal. And mm-hmm. uh, so it worked out that way. That's that's my only experience. And I know mm-hmm. some of my students have have definitely had those deals as well. Right, right. You know, and, and the important thing is if you if you have agreed to exclusivity, you better stick with it. Um, you know, and, and, and don't try to, to, you know, like, because they're going to go check out your website. And if say you have said, Hey, we're only going to sell Weber grills. And then you've got other grills on there. They are not going to be happy. Yeah. So I was looking at exclusive in a different light. I was looking Mm -hmm. at it as like, we are the only ones who can sell. Oh, Okay. So not product. You were thinking of the other end. I have had one brand say Mm -hmm. we're the best out there. And if Mm -hmm. you're going to sell us, you can't sell anyone else. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I think that's really silly, first off, for them and for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, wouldn't they want people to compare? They were right. worried their prices were higher, but mm-hmm. they're, they're, if they're truly If they're the best, product, then yes, it's not going to matter, right? If they're the best, I'm going to position mm-hmm. them that way. I will mm-hmm. say I've 
I've been on their case for a year and a half and mm-hmm. I, I haven't broken through. So mm-hmm. I actually went around them and I reached out, uh, I searched their product. Um, and there's a Boolean you can do on Google and just like mm-hmm. search that product inside of uh, Shopify sites or inside e-commerce site, within a collection. Uh, mm-hmm. So it only showed me all the Shopify sites that were selling that product. And I went one by one by one until I found one that was clearly kind of neglected. Mm-hmm. And uh, I found the owner. I reached out to the owner and I said, hey, if I will offer you X, if you can mm-hmm. go to this brand and say mm-hmm. they they want my grandfathered status where you can sell mm-hmm. other products. And it mm-hmm. worked out. They The company said yes. This person said yes. And mm-hmm. I'm in the process of closing that deal now. So I can kind of skirt around this mm-hmm. exclusivity thing because right. I, I think it's silly. There's are other brands in mm-hmm. that space that make sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, this is just like fun stuff you get to do in business. Mm-hmm. It's, it's all problem solving. And so right. for me, this was, you know, it took a year and a half, but it's been mm-hmm. a fun problem to solve. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and, and I want to get back to the numbers, you know, between the low cost and, and the high ticket items, because, you know, the, the first instinct anybody has is they want to sell as much as possible. You know, so they always think quantity, um, you know, and, and, and I love it when you break down the numbers and, and say, okay, you can sell a thousand or you can sell 10. Um, you know, and, and which, which really do you want to do? And, and, but then that really just goes to show that you absolutely have to have your marketing targeted because, you know, you, you have to reach those 10 people with whatever it is, you know, however you're going to reach them. Um, you know, and, and, and of course, you know, I'm, I'm old school marketing and, you know, I'm, I'm used to, you know, direct mail and, you know, paid advertising on media, uh, you know, TV, newspapers, all of those various things. And you know, we always knew here was how we could reach people, um, you know, and, and we only went to those areas. I mean, you know, it's uh, it, it and so it's it, it, it really comes back to absolutely knowing who it is that you want to sell to. Yeah. In this business model, there is a very specific way to market. So mm-hmm. if you've ever run Google ads before or recently, you're, you're aware that mm-hmm. they are pushing their smart programs on mm-hmm. you. And for good reason. Like, mm-hmm. uh, I'll tell you a quick story, Deb. So mm-hmm. there was this company in Europe who created an AI that was learning the game Chinese Go, which is the hardest board game in the world. There's like mm-hmm. a million moves every time you have a move. Mm-hmm. They built a computer and they put it up against the best in the world who laughed and thought this wasn't going to win. The computer beat the best in the world 100 games to nothing. Wow. Then they were like, okay, cool. We have a computer that's great at Chinese go. What do we do now? Mm-hmm. So they, they said, how about we create a new computer, give it the learning capability, mm-hmm. but don't teach it Chinese go and just put it in a room ah. if you will, with mm-hmm. the other computer. And within mm-hmm. a month, the new computer had learned it better than the old computer who was programmed to learn it and mm-hmm. beat that computer a hundred games. Mm-hmm. To nothing. Google said, wow, that's, that's very interesting. And they bought mm-hmm. the company and that became their learning technology for Google. Mm-hmm. That became their AI. So mm-hmm. for the longest time, their programs that they've had inside of Google shopping haven't worked or mm-hmm. in text ads, some of it started to work over the last couple of years. And mm-hmm. now they're really pushing their performance max mm-hmm. and their smart shopping. And, um, honestly, I, I sell, I sell low ticket items. I have a pet brand called Paramount Pet Health, where we sell mm-hmm. glucosamine and vitamins. It mm-hmm. works good on low ticket products. It really mm-hmm. does. It does not work on high ticket products. Mm. And so most people who are going to try to wing this are mm-hmm. going to go to Google, do what Google tells them to do because mm-hmm. Google's pushing it really hard when you right. sign up. And they're Google. They know everything. And, and they, they, man, does it look like they know everything when they <laughs> send you emails and everything too, but this mm-hmm. doesn't work and you're going to waste a lot of money. And so mm-hmm. there is a very specific way to set this up. I'll give you the highest level of highest level. Mm-hmm. There is a priority function in Google Shopping. So you can mm. set up basically three of the same type of ads, right? Mm-hmm. The same exact thing, 
but one will have high priority, one will have medium priority, one will have low. Mm. Everything has to go to high, right? Because it's high mm-hmm. priority. All the keywords have to go in here. And then right. as you tell Google, hey, don't show this keyword anymore, mm-hmm. uh, the only place it can go now is to medium where you're bidding more. So you mm-hmm. can isolate a couple keywords like infrared sauna. You might not want to show up for more than like five cents, 10 cents. Cause that's somebody mm-hmm. just wondering what an infrared sauna is. Mm-hmm. But if somebody's searching a brand like sunray saunas, right. you might want that to show up. And yeah, pay When they're drilling more. down, that's what you want. Right. And then you could exclude even further. So you can say, I'll pay five cents for infrared sauna type keywords. Uh, if they're searching a brand involved sunray saunas, I'll pay a mm-hmm. dollar per mm-hmm. click. And then if they're searching the Sunray Baldwin 200 XT, mm-hmm. whatever, right? Like the exact model, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll exclude that again and push it down to low priority. Mm-hmm. And so it's a little confusing and definitely a little confusing. Right, it's counterintuitive, but that's how it works. Right. But it, at that point, you can isolate the keywords you actually want to show up for and pay less for the mm-hmm. high, you know, top of funnel. I like to think of it as top of funnel, middle of funnel, bottom mm-hmm. of funnel. And you're just not going to pay that much for someone searching infrared sauna, but you're definitely mm-hmm. willing to if someone's searching an exact product mm-hmm. name, they're very interested. Or if right. they're comparing two different products mm-hmm. or comparing two brands, mm-hmm. they're much further down the funnel than somebody mm-hmm. searching just infrared sauna. Right. Yeah. And, and I mean, that just, that makes sense because, you know, we, we see this say on television advertising all the time where it is such a broad reach that, you know, you might get a couple people who are interested, but the, the, the more they go down, the more, you know, they really are interested in that. Um, you know, and, and I always laugh when I'm watching TV and I'm like, I'm not quite sure what they thought their target market was, but I don't think they're watching this program. You know, like say it's, um, you know, like, like a, a BBC and, and all of a sudden a, a, a thing for kids cereal shows up. You know, that's probably not, the, you know, and, um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's figuring out how to do that to, again, get the most bang for your buck. Um, you know, I, I always tell people, you know, do you want to, to hit the target or do you want to have a shotgun that may or may not hit anything? And the beauty of this is you're literally picking the keywords, right? This mm-hmm. is different. We went back to demand capture versus demand generation. Mm-hmm. When you're selling those low ticket products and trying to interrupt someone on, on Facebook, you have mm-hmm. no idea. You, you can set some interest targeting, right? Or age mm-hmm. grouping or, or, or sex or things like that. Right. But this is literally using keywords that people are going to Google mm-hmm. and searching and Google gives you all of this data. It tells mm-hmm. you what people are searching. And so right. you can simply insert those words into the right mm-hmm. place of the funnel and pay mm-hmm. what you're going to pay beyond that. That's how you're going to get your first customers beyond that search engine optimization, which is like how you get your pages to show mm-hmm. up organically in Google and not, not pay for them mm-hmm. is going to be the biggest driver of your business. Mm-hmm. And again, that comes down to keywords too. just putting the right keywords on the mm-hmm. right pages. Google gives you the entire playbook of how to optimize this. It is a lot of checklist of mm-hmm. like, you know, optimizing your images and your mm-hmm. title tags. And uh, there's a lot to do there, but Google gives you the playbook. And if you can right. just follow that playbook, mm-hmm. you're going to do pretty well, right. uh, especially in e-commerce terms, commercial mm-hmm. terms. It's different than, mm-hmm. you know, the top 10, whatever that you're, you know, searching mm-hmm. for on Google and getting random blog posts, mm-hmm. sending you to Amazon. Right. Yeah. You know, and, and you want to come up on that first page on, on Google, you know, when somebody is searching because anymore. I might go to a second page. I don't think I ever go past that anymore. You know, but what I do is I figure out, oh, okay, I didn't see what I wanted, so I didn't have the right terms. So that's where I start drilling down. You know, so I might have typed car. Well, that gets me a whole bunch of stuff. So then blue car. Well, then gets you know, and, and and then you know, blue four wheel drive. And and so you know, I'm using those terms to narrow my search. Um, you know, and, and it's the same concept, you know, you, I, you finally get in. So, you know, hopefully you start with somebody who knows, okay, well, we want this, 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 
But, you know, it's you get them into that place where, yeah, they are looking for that very specific thing and you're willing to pay to have your stuff shown to them. Yeah, honestly, look, America's <laughs> crazy. If When you start running these ads, when you get this started and mm-hmm. you go look at all the search terms, mm-hmm. you'll be shocked at some of the things people search trying mm-hmm. to find what they're looking for. Right. Um, you can make some good assumptions, mm-hmm. right? A product name mm-hmm. is a pretty good guess. A brand mm-hmm. name product name is pretty good mm-hmm. guess. Uh, but I, I, I'm telling you right now, I, I have a good chuckle once a month as we go mm-hmm. through the search terms and I'm like, what was this person even thinking oh. typing in this phrase? Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, yeah, and especially if it's something that, that they, they don't know a lot about, you know, so they might call it the wrong thing. Um, you know, and, and, you know, so the SEO on your website needs to take that into account, you know, if, and, and I tell people, you know, I, I work with people on their LinkedIn and I say, you know, don't use terms that are so specific that nobody knows what they are. Um, especially if say you're in the job market because the HR person is just kind of looking for generic things. But if you have put something in that's so specific that they're not going to look for it, then you've kind of defeated the purpose. And so there's, there is that fine line that's in there, but you know, it's, but yeah, there are still times where you think they, they search for what, (laughs) And, and it was because they didn't have the knowledge of what it was called. Look, and and some of this stuff might sound difficult, right? Mm -hmm. And I want to make sure that you understand that, the investment is small. You, the learning is the mm-hmm. hard part. Like you're going right. to learn marketing. It while takes you do practice. This. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're, but you're going to learn along the way, and hopefully mm-hmm. you're cash flowing. If you did everything that right. I talked about, you only invested five hundred dollars, mm-hmm. and Google's giving you some free money to play with, mm-hmm. so you should make some sales. So you're going to mm-hmm. learn. Excuse me, Google Ads, SEO, mm-hmm. conversion rate optimization, mm-hmm. copywriting, how to do a little bit of coding in the back end. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to know how to do all this stuff while you're making money. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you just didn't get everything today, like that, that's why John and I put out so much free content. Like if you find mm-hmm. us on TikTok or YouTube, mm-hmm. uh, we also have the Dropship Podcast. Like we're, mm-hmm. we're literally giving away as much as we can possibly right. give away because mm-hmm. we just want to help as many people as possible. And mm-hmm. we understand this is hard. And uh, we also, you know, with the rise of gurus, um, we want to make sure people know that we're legit too. So mm-hmm. uh, just know that there's somebody out there who can lead you, mm-hmm. you know, lead the horse to water here. If this mm-hmm. is confusing to you, go check out our podcast. Go right. try our free training. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you really want to jump in, join our mm-hmm. course and you can look over mm-hmm. the shoulder of John and I building right. out real businesses. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and, and I love this concept because people, you know, we tell people this all the time, you know, it's okay to give away content. You know, the what you're you're doing is, you know, for the, the people who are sometimes the looky-loos, right? They're the ones who who get the free content. But then their interest is peaked and they're like, oh, okay. But I need, you know, I I'm I need to know more, therefore I'm willing to pay for it. Um, you know, so you give away, you know, just enough to get them to the point where they're going, okay, you know, and and or they could try it on their own and they might be successful. Who knows? Um, but but yeah, there's nothing wrong with giving away free content. To show people that you really are the expert. So I, I actually go to the extreme here. I think you should give everything away. On mm-hmm. your e-commerce store, you should solve their problem whether they give you their credit card or not. They don't mm-hmm. need your product. They they need a solution. And so mm-hmm. if your product's part of the solution, great. Mm-hmm. But like solve their problem. Mm-hmm. Same with John and I. If, if we give everything away for free and mm-hmm. some people are going to sign up because they want to have a step-by-step guide. Other people mm-hmm. might start on their own. We have one student who uh, he's been doing incredibly well. I just spoke to him yesterday. He's never bought any of our stuff, but he listens to everything we put out and mm-hmm. he started on his own. He has right. his own business. Like mm-hmm. that, to me, that's amazing. Like good right. for that person. Mm-hmm. Uh, his name's Sumanth. If you're listening to this, mm-hmm. congratulations, Sumanth. Mm-hmm. Like uh, the fact that anyone can start 
based on our free information that like e-commerce changed my life. And if I can mm-hmm. change yours and it's through free stuff, I don't care. Like I, I just want people to have the breakthroughs in their life mm-hmm. to live a life that they truly demand of themselves mm-hmm. that they deserve. Right. Uh, and if I can help that through free mm-hmm. or paid methods, I don't care. I, so mm-hmm. literally if you go to dropship podcast and start at episode one, mm-hmm. uh, you will be addicted and you mm-hmm. will learn the entire business model mm-hmm. in its entirety. Um, I don't know. I'm just thankful to be able to teach this mm-hmm. stuff and that, that e-commerce touched me enough mm-hmm. that I can help touch other people. Right. I love it. I love it. You know, and, and yeah, sharing knowledge is is the best thing. Um, you know, and, and knowing that people are learning and becoming successful, that's when it's great. Um, you know, to to do that. Well, I want to be very specific now. So, what is your website, and what are the services that you provide? Yeah, so dropshippodcast.com is where you can find our podcast, or mm-hmm. on YouTube, or any of your favorite players. And then our course is located at dropshipbreakthrough.com as well as a free training on that site too if you mm-hmm. want to learn that. John and I also have a Facebook group uh, called the Dropship Tribe with uh, a couple thousand members in there as well. And so, mm-hmm. um, yeah, we'd just love to invite you into our community and, mm-hmm. and start intaking all of this content. Mm-hmm. And I think you'll see very quickly that literally John and I are giving this all away. And so um, we'd love to have you come join mm-hmm. us. So how does somebody contact you directly? Yeah, you can find me at benkenagendorf.com. I don't do too much over there anymore. Uh, and then I also have a podcast that I hope is coming back. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I launched the BK show, mm-hmm. ran it for about a year, and then my son was born. I was going to take a year off to spend with my son. I'm glad I did. Mm-hmm. But it's time to come back. And and that one is uh, less so about high-ticket dropshipping and more through my journey of self-development mm-hmm. and entrepreneurship and going to conferences and going to masterminds. I met so many people doing the most unique things and mm-hmm. living the life of their dreams, whether they're making a million dollars or whether they're mm-hmm. making $80,000 a year, but doing what they love. Like I, I could listen to those stories all day long. And so mm-hmm. I just wanted to share as many as I could. So, mm-hmm. uh, you can find that at, uh, the BK show.com or look that up as well. Um, but yeah, uh, on Twitter is usually the place I hang out. I, mm-hmm. I kind of neglect the other socials. So at Ben Connector on Twitter as well. Perfect. I love it. Well, you know, this has been so much fun. And, and like I said, I knew nothing about this. And so this has been very interesting. Um, you know, and, and would love to have you on again to talk about it some more, because I think there's obviously a big benefit to people, especially because if they do it right, they can do it for not a big investment and, and it can turn into something very, very big. Um, you know, and, and so that's good. And it's legit folks. This is, you're not going, (laughs) you know, you're not cheating the IRS. You're not doing all these other things. Um, you know, and, and so this is, is, you know, what you want to do, but until we have you on again, do you have any final thoughts that you want to leave everyone with? Yeah. You know, I get, I get asked this a lot and I tend to lean back to the same thing, which is just start whatever it is like you have in your head, whether it's doing what I just talked to you about or some other thing, just go, you're going to learn everything along the way. And you're not going to learn any of it sitting there ingesting content or ingesting information. You're going to learn way more through the doing. So just start. And, and if it's, if if it's the typical thoughts that are in your head of, I'm not good enough, I'm not smart enough. I'm not worthy. Uh, what if I fail? What if this doesn't work? Um, I promise you, those thoughts, while they they get weaker in style in, in volume in your head over time, they never go away. Even where I'm at right now, they're there every single day. Uh, I through this process, I've learned tools to to work past that. Um, but the only way the only way you can get through those things is through it. There, there's no way to go around the thoughts that are in your head. You have to go right through them, uh, just like a kid. You know, I learned a lot from from raising children is like watching them ride that bike. Just there's no way around riding the bike and, and, and our twins wanted to quit many, many times, but we just, you got to get back up. You got to keep going. And so that's the same thing in business. If you can minimize the, 
the angst around starting, if you can minimize the worry and just realize that it's just a thing, it's just a hobby you're going to go do. Like if you wanted to pick up golfing, would you, oh my God, what if I'm not good at golf? Of course you're not good at golf. You've never golfed before, right? Like business is the exact same way. So if you can just minimize all of the BS that's going on in your head and realize you're just going to go try something and maybe you lose a couple hundred bucks, but you probably lost a couple hundred bucks elsewhere or spent it at the grocery store on things you shouldn't be eating or like, who knows? Like who cares? Just go experiment, go have fun and realize it's just a game. And the moment you can kind of gamify it in your head, and get started, you'll start having these real lessons in like, oh, don't do this. I should do that. Or this works and this doesn't work. And wow, that feeling feels good or this feeling doesn't feel good, right? It's just like everything else in life. And so uh, if there's one person listening to this who takes action, I've done my job today. Perfect. I love it. I love it. Well, as I said, I can't wait to have you on again. But until then, I'm Deb Creer. I've been having a great conversation with Ben Knegendorf of Dropship Breakthrough. And until next time, everyone have a great day. Tune in for our next program for even more trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. The Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer, is proud to be part of the C-Suite Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.